0: In this episode, Ken Schumann and a group of Faith Walkers reflect on the topic of self-control. This conversation was originally recorded in November of 2020. We want to remind you that Faith Walking's mission is to make wholeness possible for individuals, communities, and the world. Visit us at www.faithwalking.us. That's www.faithwalking.us. Join this conversation.
1: So the final fruit of the Spirit is self-control, and uh, it's an it's again an interesting word. Uh, we most of us fully know the word discipline. Uh, it, it, comes from roots though, that where we get words like moderation and temperance, but it seems like in the flow of the fruit of the spirit, it, it's this much broader idea of self-control and, uh, it, it means things like having power over oneself, uh, it, if you notice the second line there, it means to hold oneself in, which I, th- I felt was an interesting way of, of putting that, uh, to, to, not, to not let oneself leak out in ways that are inappropriate. And so as we think about faith walking, uh, the, the two thoughts, the two ideas that came to mind for me were around the concept of self-regulation, which is managing our own anxiety. We need self-control. We need to hold ourselves in, in order to not let our anxiety leak out in the normal autopilot ways that anxiety leaks out of us. And so God has given us the power for that with the, with the fruit of the spirit. Uh, we, we, need, uh, we need to master ourselves and have self-control so that we can be self-differentiated. So when we talk about self-differentiation, uh, we talk about defining ourselves uh, with clear self-boundaries and clear, well-thought-through guiding principles. And in order to be differentiated, in fact, what I would say is, In order for us to grow in our capacity to be self-differentiated, we're going to need self-control, because without self-control, we'll just keep being the way we've always been. In fact, the truth is, without self-control, the work that we do in faith walking is a waste of time, right? Because we need self-control for all of it. Uh, one of the things I, that, that was brought to my mind as I was thinking about this idea also was this concept of internal fusion. And I want to come back to it again. Uh, maybe you, you haven't heard me talk about it, but so there are two forms of fusion. There There is uh, interpersonal fusion and interpersonal fusion is when I start taking responsibility for how another adult human being feels. That's interpersonal fusion. When I when when I worry and fret all the time about how you're going to feel about what I say, that's because of my fusion. And self differentiation is the opposite of fusion. So when we're, we're fused, we're enmeshed, uh, and all of our emotions are. Uh, well, we're we're just fused relationally when we take responsibility for other people. But there's also a form of fusion that's called internal fusion. And internal fusion is when my thinking and my feelings get all jumbled together and I can't distinguish the difference between the two. Mm-hmm. And it, it shows up when we, when someone asks a question uh, like, "Well, what do you think about that?" And our response is, "Well, I just feel sad." Well, okay, I get that you feel sad, but what do you think about that and And so we we have these habits of not being able to distinguish the two. The thing that has most gotten my attention around that though, is this idea. Uh, and and this is just my interpretation of this, okay? But my interpretation of this is when, when I only do what I feel like doing in the moment, I have internal fusion. So I don't have the capacity to access what are my goals, what are my guiding principles, what are my values, and am I aligning this decision with my values uh, or my goals or, or what I want for my life it's just I give in to my feelings in the moment. well you know I'm tired I, I don't I don't want to do that thing or oh, okay and so I give myself permission and my feelings overwhelm my thinking. and for me, what I really got present to in that was I do not want my feelings running my life which which doesn't mean, that feelings are wrong or bad. We have them, they're real. I'm not saying don't be feeling. I'm I'm simply saying, am, am I going to am I is my life going to be guided by what I feel like in the moment? Or is my life going to be guided by what I really believe and what I really want for my life? So for me, this idea of self-control is the capacity to distinguish feeling from thinking and choose to say, you know what, there's a reason why I have these guiding principles and I'm going to live by those guiding principles. And so I choose my guiding principle and I have self-control to choose my best thinking rather than just give in to my feelings at, in, in the moment. Um, one of the ways I say it, folks, is my feelings are real and I want to feel my feelings. But I'm not a victim to my feelings. I, I don't have to just, you know, oh, oh my goodness, I feel sad today, and so I'm just going to give in to sadness all day. No, I have the capacity to have self-control and show up differently than that. So uh, I'm reading. I'm currently reading a book uh, called. Uh, let me look at the exact title: the the Willpower Instinct. And so as, uh, as I was thinking about self-control, this idea of willpower came up, and, and I was reminded of the book. I'm about halfway through it, so I don't know all of it, uh, but there were a few ideas, in, and uh, the particular author, author is a PhD at Stanford, and she teaches a class on willpower, and so this is the science of willpower. And so I included a couple of things in here that I think are pretty important for us. Uh, down, probably just below half the page, um, I, I write a couple of sentences. Anxiety and stress use up our willpower energy. So, folks, in times of high anxiety and stress, we have less willpower. Mm-hmm. So, guess what? If you have less willpower right now in the midst of a pandemic, mm. Well, of course you do, because your, your willpower energy is being used up in just managing anxiety. And so uh, we will have less willpower when we're anxious. It takes self-control to manage our anxiety in healthy ways. And the willpower to manage our anxiety in healthy ways sucks our willpower energy out of us and we may not have energy for anything else other than just managing our anxiety in healthy ways that makes sense mm-hmm. i thought that was a pretty powerful uh observation that uh, that this author has uh, uh, the second thing under that when your willpower energy is depleted you need to learn to rest and re-energize Another way I think I would say that is you need to give yourself permission to rest and re-energize because you won't have power for willpower, for self-control, if if you aren't rested up. And so here's what the author, and I put this in kind of my own words, but getting enough sleep is vital to self-control and willpower. So if you lack sleep, catch up. If you are sleeping a lot, stock up. Or if you're you're missing some, nap up and get enough sleep. Because sleep and self-control and willpower go hand in hand. I thought that was pretty interesting. The other thing that she said, and I've talked about this before, but I'm going to come around to it again because I got it from her. And uh, she talks about using your the willpower that you have to get five minutes of green exercise every day. And she says, if there is one quick fix, that's the quick fix. Mm-hmm. Five minutes of green, and by that she means get outside, some sort of exercise. And her first recommendation was get out and walk around around the block. Five minutes, come, come home, you're done. Get out in the garden, weed the flowers, plant some new flowers. You know, just do something outside for, for a minimum of five minutes. And, uh, and she said, when you feel like you don't have enough energy and your energy is, is waning get outside for five minutes and do something. And she said, because here's what happens. You get re-energized by that five minutes of outdoor activity. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, so it doesn't drain your, what little energy you have. What it does is give you new energy. Uh, And so since the beginning of the pandemic, so I started reading that book about a week before the pandemic and and I, I read a little bit and then it's kind of been on the shelf and I've read some more, but I committed to say, okay, I'm going to do that every day. I'm, I'm going to get out. I'm going to walk around the block. Well, I, I, I did that for about a day and then I decided one block wasn't enough for me. And so I had been walking for the entire duration of the pandemic and, and I'm walking now uh, um, about a mile. It's give or take, I haven't measured it out. I'm just measuring out by time. A slow walk for me. I can walk a mile in about 20 minutes, and so I go for about a 20-minute walk, uh, and I do it. I do it daily, and it's like I can't not do it. Uh, it. It takes no effort to get out and and to do that. Now that I've gotten into the habit of doing it, and and uh, yeah, okay. So that's all I'm going to say there. I'm going to come back to that in a moment. Uh, I want you to kind of hone in on that third from the bottom paragraph thing. Uh, And and this is a mix of her and some stuff I've read before. In order to say no to something, to have willpower and self-control, there must be a more powerful yes that you're saying yes to. So just saying no to something without being aware of and have at the forefront of your thinking what the yes is and so what we, her words are, what we need to get clear about is the why. Why am I doing this? What are the rewards of doing this? What's my motivation for doing this? What do I want out of this? And, and then own that. And to remember that self-control is not about pleasing somebody else. It's about you pleasing you and you doing what you believe is what you want to, to do in your, in your life. So I'm going to give you an example. Uh, I went to the doctor for a regular routine checkup uh, a couple of months ago now. And in my doctor's visit, uh, I, I'm sure none of you have this problem, but the pandemic and not getting a lot of exercise has added weight to me. And I gained about five pounds. And so my doctor naturally says, uh, we, we need to get you doing more exercise. And in the past, I would have kind of nodded my head, you know, sure. Yeah. Okay. Knowing full well deep inside, I wasn't about to do any more exercise. Uh, and if I had said yes, it might have lasted for a day or two because I was I was doing it for my doctor because my doctor said you know well you need to do exercise and lose some weight uh, and and so this time at my doctor's office I, I actually said to my doctor you know what I that's not going to happen <laughs> it's just not going to happen you know why well, because I know me and and I don't my want to isn't strong enough. My why isn't strong enough to get me to exercise more uh, and and lose weight and and I said okay that's just not going to happen and he said oh okay and well then uh, blah, and, he, and he moved on and went to other things but it was just this it was this point here I, I whatever I do in the way of self control has to be for for me. Uh, or it ha- and, and by me, I don't mean leaving God out. I mean, okay, if, if I believe this is aligning my life with the way of Jesus, then okay, that's for me because I want to align my life with the way of Jesus. So uh, down at the bottom, I ask these questions of you. So can you think of two things or two places in your life where you're consistently exercising willpower right now? And if you can, what is the why behind your willpower? So I've been doing push-ups for for like five years now, and uh, and I've been doing them. I mean, and and it's really been easy. And I mean, I, I went from zero and worked all the way up to a hundred, and then and then messed a tendon up in my shoulder because I'm not a young man anymore. So then I back down to 20, 25. Anyway, bottom line is. Uh, from about January of of twenty twenty I just I I started not doing my push-ups and uh and I couldn't get back into the routine. I mean it was like I fought every week to get back into the routine and uh and I and I just couldn't do it. So I'd be hit and miss and and here and there and and so what I've done within probably the last, really about a week, is I've gotten back into the habit. And in doing so, uh, what's helped me is thinking about, well, why do I want to do push-ups? What's the why? What's the, the more powerful yes? And I'd love to be able to give you a really deep spiritual answer to that question. You know, I, because God moved me deep within my no, none of, none of that's true. Uh, I I want to do push-ups. The number one, the first reason is because push-ups build your core in your stomach. And um, and so here's the simple answer. And so it adds about ten to fifteen yards on my drive at the go- uh, playing golf. And I like that. And I also like that I've got a good solid core. I'm hitting my core right now, just like this. And I like that. And and the other thing is even worse. I like having a little definition in my arms. You know what I'm talking about? I, I, my, I, I don't just have flabby... You know, now I'm not, I'm, I'm not big and muscular. I've never lifted weights, but I like a little tone and I, I like, I like the way that looks. And you know what? That's driving me to drop on the floor and, and do 15 push-ups uh, to maintain what I have. So our why doesn't have to be some awesome, powerful, big, super duper. It's just a why that works for you. And those two things uh, work for me. When, when I asked the question, uh, the, the final question, is there an area where you're not exercising self-control currently? Uh, and if not, what is the why that keeps stopping you? So I talked to you about going to the doctor and the doctor said you gained five pounds and you, you need to drop some weight. And, and here's the bottom line. I'm just, I'm not willing to, to lose weight yet. So I would like to because I'd like to get rid of this gut that I've got. But what I'm not willing to do is I'm not willing to eat any less and I'm not willing to eat any better and I'm not willing to exercise any more. And those are the only three things I can think of that would help me lose weight. And right now I'm not willing to do any of the three. And so I'm not exercising anymore because I choose not to. Now, I would love for there to be a day when I when I could choose two. And, and I would love for there to be a day when I lose five or 10 pounds. Uh, it'd be great. But hear me, I'm owning my choice. I don't want to right now. Because if I did, I'd be doing it. And so just getting really clear about what I'm not willing to do and why I'm not willing to do it helps me, so that maybe one day I can get to the place where I can have a why that's strong enough to say, you know what, here's a why strong enough, and maybe I can get into something, and that's willpower, and willpower is connected to self-control, and self-control is the fruit of the Holy Spirit. So, anything else?
2: I love that. My my husband came to me this morning at five o'clock. He's on a new diet. His doctor said he's got to lose weight. And uh, about a week ago, he's kind of throwing a fit. He said, I can't do this. I just can't do this. And this morning he wakes me up to say, hey, that turkey looks so good in the fridge. I really want a turkey sandwich. But you know what? I'm not eating the bread. I'm just not going to do it. I'm like, you woke me up to tell me this. He goes, you don't know how hard this is. He said, there's a jar of mayonnaise and there's a loaf of bread. He goes, why did you buy bread? I said, because Cody wanted some. He goes, but it's tempting me. I said, well, it's your choice. I'm not stopping you. He goes, no, I, I've decided I'm not going to eat the bread. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm proud of you. Yeah. <laughs> <Not
1: gonna work. laughs> yeah. Quit waking me up.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was saying that because his yes, his yes, that's what we were, you were just talking about the yes. I actually had that that taped on my mirror for over a year. I learned that way back in the early days of faith walking. And um, that's the same thing way with me too. You know, it's your yes has to be more powerful than your no. And if it's not, there's just no way of doing it. Because I mean, I've actually lost 52 pounds since I started. You know with the faith walking it's taken me a couple of years and i'm still losing but mm-hmm. it's because i was a stress eater i was a i had to have pasta pasta was my run-to and uh now i'd still do pasta but i do a little bit of veggie pasta now if i have to but um it was all about that yeah you're you know, your guess your guess has to be stronger yeah. and it took me years to get to that point
1: yeah so, I hear you. I hear you, Brenda. And and for me, it's this idea which is a part of self-definition and self-differentiation, folks, is just owning our own lives, owning our own choices. Okay, you know what, I can feel horrible, and I can feel guilty that I'm not losing weight. Well, let me just get really clear. I don't want to right now. And so I'm not. And I'm okay with that. And I'm owning that choice. And and, and we all get to own our choices, whether whether it be a good choice or, or, not, or w- what somebody would describe as a not-so-good choice. Uh, it's our choice, and it's owning our lives, and it takes self-control, I believe, to determine, okay, what are my choices? And then also realize, and I only have energy for a certain amount of willpower today. Maybe tomorrow I'll have more, and, and, and so... You know, I'm managing my willpower bank account by taking care of myself. And in the midst of this high anxiety, because anxiety, just managing my anxiety in these days is depleting me. Okay, well, then I'm not gonna have a, a whole lot of willpower for other things, and that's okay. And, and recognizing that, I think, will help us long-term. Can I ask a question? You may. <laughs>
3: So, um, I'm finding self-control is the fruit of the spirit that I definitely lack the most.
1: Okay. Um,
3: So, well, it tells me one thing. So probably because anxiety, that anxiety affects self-control is what I'm hearing Mm -hmm. um, from you. But I'm also realizing, I think it has some to do with defining of values. Um, really, I I think as I try to do that, I'm finding, trying to find a way to really hone what are my values aside from aligning my life with Christ and Mm -hmm. walking in the confidence and the humility that he walked in, that, that blend. Okay. That's all fine and dandy, but okay. How, what does that look like? How do I define that in value terms so that I can then take that and use it for this willpower, for the why, right? So do you have a suggestion, um, resource, or activity or something that I can better define that? Like it's easy for me to define my spiritual values, but Mm -hmm. then when it's other things, then there's kind of like there's not a lot of clarity, is what I'm finding. I thought I was very clear, but I I'm really not.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't I I don't have a simple, easy answer. answer Maria. I wished I had a little. Uh, yeah. So let me just process that for a moment. For for me, all of this uh, comes back to this idea of me learning to own my own life and differentiate right. my own life and asking myself the questions, okay, what do I really want? Right. And why do I want it? And is my why powerful enough to get me to change my behavior? Uh, and, and I think in that, once I begin doing that, I start really small and, uh, and I give myself lots of grace and compassion. Uh, and yeah, so, I mean, it, it, I do think it's helpful and important for us to think about and even write down what it is that we want.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, it, you know, so like my pushups. The, the two reasons for my why don't seem like really big. I mean, okay, so so what? Yeah, but you know what? I want those two things enough that I'm willing to do push-ups for.
3: Yeah, so maybe I, I need to r- really figure out what I want.
1: Yeah. Maybe yeah.
3: Like in, in more uh, refined detail.
1: Yeah. Uh, and... and and also, I think what I want and what can I do? Okay. So back five years ago, when I started doing my push-ups, uh, it, I, it, I I wasn't doing anything. And and actually, your pastor Maria and I were having a conversation, and he taught me taught, told me about a book he was reading called Tiny Habits, and mm-hmm. uh, and in it. Uh, he talked about a guy that uh, that did two pushups every time he went to the restaurant. So he tied it to something he was already doing. And I said, you know what? I can do that. I can do two push push-ups. and I started with two and, and uh, so, yeah, I think it's, it's a matter of, and, and the reason I started is I knew and I, what I wanted was I, w- I knew I needed to do something physical. I wasn't doing anything physical, and right. I ne- I need to do that. And so over time I went beyond, uh, and and now I've come back. And so it's figuring out okay what works for me. Uh, I think the thing also that I'm wanting to communicate really strongly is just just owning my bad choices also. Mm-hmm and being and saying okay you know what there's just not a more powerful yes for me to quit drinking dr pepper so i'm i'm going to keep drinking dr pepper uh now hear me i'm limiting my dr pepper i limit my dr pepper to lunch i have a dr pepper with lunch you know now that's that but again it's because okay i want to i want to i want to try to limit my sugar intake but I also, I'm not willing to jump into a big, huge diet. I'm not willing to do some other things. I see Trish uh, has added a uh, a file uh, to download about values. And uh, so, yeah. Wow. We haven't had any time for small group today. I don't guess we're going to get there. It's already 1120. hmm
4: I added this on, this was just shared with me yesterday, the list of values, and it just, it made, it was interesting the timing of it, because I had planned on going to get it, because I want to do my own inventory, but this is from Brene Brown, and um, uh, anyway, if you look under Brene Brown's um, website, it's under her Dare to Lead, it took me a little bit of searching for it, but it's just really good, there's nothing negative on it, it's just it just helps us determine what our values are and how we can have different values. And um, sometimes, if we don't share the same values, it gets to be challenging. But um, anyway, I just I thought about that.
1: Right. Good. I'll, I'll get to you, Deborah. I want to say something real quick, uh, Trish, and, uh, in response to Trish. And in our work on learning to differentiate a self nobody else gets to tell us what our values are. So so many of you, you're hearing my story, and you may say, oh, but Ken, you do need to lose five pounds, and oh, you do need to eat right, and oh, I wish you would do that, and here's all the reasons why. Guess what? That's none of your business. Did I say that too harshly? But when we learn to be differentiated, we learn to own our own choices and say, "Okay, yeah, here here this is my life and and this is what I choose for my life, even if you choose something different for your life." If you say, "Oh my gosh, I run a marathon twice every year and I'm in tip-top shape." "Awesome. I'm really glad you do." That is never going to happen in my life. The part of it then
3: that- you would say would be differentiating or trying to see what, what, like how my mom thinks and what my mom values and is pushed on me and separate that.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
3: From, but it's okay that I don't think like, and I'm actually glad I don't have the same values and mm-hmm. push through that.
1: Uh, right, right.
3: Because I, I, I do see that. I do see a conflict there.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So it is going back to first formation work, determining, mm-hmm. okay, what did I learn in my first formation about how I'm supposed to be, how, how I'm supposed to behave and act, and who do I want to be? And is that as, as important to me as it was to mom or dad? You know, right. I mean, I, I coach a woman regularly whose mom constantly is on her about her weight.
4: hmm
1: and, and I've coached her through this same idea of, okay, and what do you choose for yourself? And she said, you know, to be honest, it doesn't bug me near as much as it bugs my mom. Okay, we'll live the life you choose. I see you, Courtney, come for it.
5: Yeah, I, I think something that, that I'm present to you, I know it's, you kind of rock your brain. And I think I quickly want to be like, oh, I'm terrible at self-control um and I can't think of two things but I am thankful I think I can think of one thing and um and I think the fact that I can think of one thing really gives me hope in like kind of quantifying it Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. because I'm like oh if I can latch on to that way of being like I've I've chosen Mm -hmm. a habit of not going to bed with my phone um because sleep is a priority to me and if I know if I go to bed earlier then i wake up earlier which also is with me like when I had spend time with the Lord and like the day just goes better so like I've you know put my don't bring my phone in my bed um and I think that's really helpful and I think it's good but I think maybe I've lost sight of why I stopped doing it so I'll become a habit <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like just so I sleep yeah. and then there's like there's extra sort of layers to it that it's really yeah. nice to first of all remember but then second of all I think it's really hope helpful too because I'm like ah I do have something that mm-hmm. I actually have made up the habit of doing and so if I can kind of la- like use that as a resource in my own brain and, and how I operate to start kind of actively using that in other parts of my life, um, right. and not, like accessing, I guess, a little bit of that willpower that I've managed to mm-hmm. muster, then it can it hopefully would then I can find one more thing, right? To kind of like more more easily quantify. So I you think bet. that's...
1: Yeah. Yeah. Good. Thank you for sharing that, Courtney. Yes. Uh, for me, Courtney, the breakthrough for me came, and it's not a huge breakthrough, but it's breakthrough. Because I used to tell myself that same thing: you're just not very self-disciplined; you just don't have self-discipline. When I, when I, when I understood this idea of internal fusion, that's when I realized, okay, I get it. So. So I'm fused with my thinking and feeling, but I don't want my feelings running my life. Uh, and and so I started making choices that were based on my thinking rather than on my feeling. And suddenly I realized, yeah. you know what? You've got the capacity for self-discipline. It because what 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 the issue was was this internal fusion. I don't know if that helps anybody else, but that that's been really big for me. And uh, and then the idea that okay, and, and self-control willpower is like a muscle. We have to use it. And if we use it, we'll get more. So if you want more willpower, just exercise the willpower you have. Re- realizing that, we, that that it's like a bank account and our willpower energy gets drained, and so we need to replenish our willpower energy by, by rest and relaxation uh, and outdoor, uh, exercise, uh, but okay. So, you know what? I, I don't, I don't use my, I leave my phone in the other room at night. Okay, great. Now is there one more thing that I might add? And is there a a why powerful enough that I could, I could begin to, that's what I'm doing in my life. And I'm finding I, I, it, it, it then, uh, I don't know, it, it may be even a, a switch in my brain that's clicking that says, okay, you know what? Here's what I know. I can do anything I give my word to. Because I'm, I'm not going to be controlled by my feelings anymore. I, I have the capacity for self-control and willpower. And, boy, that's been life-giving for me. Rather than that old negative lie message that I believed for so long. Well, you just don't have self-discipline. Tammy, I see your brain working and I haven't heard your voice today, so uh, it's I mean
6: here. It. It's a big part of faith walking to not fall into agree-disagree thinking.
1: Mm-hmm.
6: So I'm fighting that at the moment. Okay. Um, we've done a lot, Mike and I have done a lot of work in the recovery community, mm-hmm. um, addiction, um trauma there's there's certain um there's certain things where i am not sure that that's okay to s- we all know that it's not a matter of of willpower right right that's not enough right
1: right, right.
0: Um,
6: and my brain is parsing through different scenarios of that that's what you saw right now yeah <laughs> i did not bring this up you did <laughs> so, yeah um, yeah that's you okay know, that's that's Eat, no, any and, addictions, alcohol, eating, whatever, drugs, it doesn't matter.
1: Absolutely. But
6: I like what you did say about it being a spectrum that there, you didn't use that word, but, but that's what you were saying. That we, that wherever we are right now, what can we do to incrementally move forward
0: right.
6: towards what we are identifying as our wants? Right. And I would even say my mind was going we're all living how we want to, whether we like it or not, it's how we want to. Right. And it's how do we identify that to make positive wants, positive vows, positive changes, Mm -hmm. and then make those tiny steps towards that.
1: Correct. Yeah. And yeah. And I totally agree on all that you, that you said earlier. I mean, so, so the reason we do what we do in faith walking is, uh, I've got to address the wounds of my past that are causing all uh, much of of what's going on in my life, because in the midst of that, I'll never have the capacity to become the person that I think God wants me to be as long as those wounds of my past uh, continue to impact me, including uh, trauma and including addictions. Um, Yeah. And I'm, yeah, I'm not a counselor and I'm not a trauma expert, so. Anything else get stirred up here around this idea?
2: Yes. I was thinking about what Tammy said. And um, in our family, we've dealt with a lot of addiction. I've, I've, and, and actually one of my brothers has become a, a addiction counselor now, recovery counselor, after mm. battling it for over 26 years
0: mm. of
2: drug addiction. Mm. And, but when, one thing I want to, I want to say it, it, hopefully this is encouraging is that it's, it isn't just a black or white thing. You know, you just suddenly, you know, oh, I'm going to do this because when you take on too much, then you become overwhelmed and you quit. You quit trying, it's, it's with diet, exercise, anything. It has to be in steps. Um, I mean, I know myself even with the eating. I mean, now my husband's constantly like, you gotta eat more, you gotta eat more, but I've lost that desire to overeat. I don't live to eat anymore, I eat to live. And so I still like creating great food, but um, it's changing that mindset. But that mindset took years. I mean, I, I come. I was a professional dieter in high school, you know, diet pills everything anorexic actually back then so it's with addiction or any any kind of change if you take it all in one big gobble you're going to quit it's just going to cause failure I mean that's the way I see it that's my perspective and my belief Uh, and and I have worked with addicts personally so not just with my family but actually in counseling and and with grieving parents you know so and over 20 years and those in prison as well so I know that it, that's just the, the status quo of every time you take on something too big, you're going to fall hard. I mean, it, without taking sure. those steps.
1: Sure. Yeah. And I think it's important to have a community that supports you and walks with you as you do that. Yeah.
5: Yeah. And to practice self-compassion. And cause I, I mean, I, I think initially whenever you're talking, I also had kind of fell into a right wrong thinking, or I was like, hold on a second, you know, like, sometimes you're like, I mean, because of the the, the kind of traumatic experience we're in right now, because of the pandemic, because anxiety overruns you, because you're, you know, suddenly, like, for me, I found out when my, my friend's dad died on Monday, you know, it's like, that just, so I just like threw me into a loop, like all week where work has been really low priority. And, you know, and I see that in myself, and I hate it, you know, and it's like, so it's like, it's interesting, because those are my feelings. Like, I feel like I'm being driven by that, where I literally, like, mm-hmm. my brain is complete mush and I, you know, couldn't, couldn't process things. And so it's like, I, I, I totally get, you know, that, you know, that, you know, feelings make a really terrible master. Um, mm-hmm. and I also get that, like, there are times when it's really all you can do, <laughs> um, just, Absolutely. just yep, and so I do appreciate you kind of talking then about, you know, the impact of anxiety and, and in the midst of not being able to access workout power, right? Um, because that's, right. I think, super critical too in, in in getting getting like getting the concept and the core of of what's what yeah you mean. yeah uh,
1: yeah. And I, I want to come back and balance out what I what I said because uh, because what what Courtney just said is also true uh, and monitoring. I think uh, all that's going on in us. So this week for me has been a really, really hard week. Uh, I've just been drained and tired. Uh, On Tuesday in the middle of my class, I I just, I lost all my brain energy. I couldn't think anymore. And I just stopped class and sent them home. Uh, And I went and took a nap. Uh, because I, and, and, and guess what? The nap, the nap didn't fix it for me. Uh, and, and I've just, I've been really tired all week long. Uh, and, and yet I'm not beating myself up for not being as productive as I would like to, to be. Uh, and I'm just being okay with, you know what, this is the best I can do this week. And that's okay. okay. Yeah. And trust me, gang, I, I am not, I've told you all of my success stories. So don't think I'm some super disciplined person. I'm not, but I'm working on it. And I, and I want to come back to this idea. And I believe it's, it's about me growing in my own capacity to differentiate myself. And just own own who I am and what's going on. That's a that's a big piece for me. Somebody else wanted to say something. I yeah, Trish. What
4: what you're talking about and what Courtney shared, and I think that the root of all of this is that the importance of having self-compassion,
6: mm-hmm.
4: compassion for ourselves, to yeah. understand that what's going on with other people does affect our emotions. And that's okay. I mean that's yeah. That's good, we're connected um, that's something i'm I'm struggling with myself um there's I always have tended to put other people first for a whole variety of reasons <laughs> that I've worked on um, but even when things are really tanking with one of my like one of my children, my youngest one has mental health issues and she's been in a very bad place lately and um it just drains me completely um physically mentally emotionally But i realize even in the midst of that and wanting to be a mom to her and and wanting to be there for her i've got to take care of myself first mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um, that's just self-compassion i think is really hard to learn and so working on it
1: <laughs> yeah good thank you for that word
4: i want you to know that um
6: between the key Calm, um Fridays and module one, I'm a very different person and I really could not have coped with what has come my way. And it's taught me self-control. I'm not going to say that I, I won't foul up in the future.
0: I know no. I wouldn't,
6: but it's really taught me self-control. It's taught me not to jump into the old self, which would have over-functioned. To have that self-control and walk in the truth that you know, Mm -hmm. so I want to thank you personally for that and for sticking. Thank you, Max. Bless you. Yeah, Yeah.
1: thank you, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank you. You're welcome. And I hope all of you, as I hope for myself, remember that in spite of all the bad, there's still much to be thankful for. And I'm thankful for all of you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here.
0: For more information about Faith Walking, visit us at www.faithwalking.us. We want to remind you that Faith Walking exists because of your financial support. Please consider giving at faithwalking.us/donate.